Yes, we are back again, and we are back for another episode of the Pro Wrestling Classics Podcast. And I'm glad you have joined us for this episode, because we have uh, quite a jam-packed episode for you. It's been a while since I've recorded, so I'm not going to take too much of your time, but I want to talk about several things. Uh, We've had a lot uh, going on in the pro wrestling world, and I'd like to to talk about it, but before we do that, I'd like to, t- I'd like to tell you that uh, I do have a new email address for the show, and it's ProWrestlingClassicsPodcast at gmail.com, and I'm excited for that because you're able to email the show and give me feedback and uh, just tell me how you like the show and, and that kind of thing, and I'm very excited about it, but uh, again, it's ProWrestlingClassicsPodcast. Uh, podcast at gmail.com and you can email the show there and give me feedback of what you'd like to see on the show and that that lets me know uh, how I'm doing and what you'd like to see but uh, as I said in early in the opening uh, it's just been quite a week for professional wrestling you know we've had all the all the wrestling full gear uh, which uh, emanated from the care Forum in uh, Los Angeles, California, and uh, it was quite the show. I didn't have mixed feelings about how the show was going to go. When when it first started out, I thought that uh, it might uh, it might be an okay show, it might be an alright show, but it was actually a really great show. And uh, most of, I'm going to go with the results of that show um, on this podcast, and I'm also going to do this day in wrestling history on this podcast, and I'm also going to preview the upcoming episodes of AEW Dynamite and Collision on this episode of of Pro Wrestling Classic Podcast. So we're going to talk about a lot of all the wrestling on this show, but first I want to talk about the big debut at the AEW Full Gear, it was uh, announced earlier this week that uh, Tony Khan, you know, he's always got these big announcements that he's got. And uh, particularly the big announcement was that Will Ospreay is currently signing with All Elite Wrestling. And that's a very interesting thing because, as you know, he he did make an appearance for All Elite Wrestling and uh, wrestle Chris Jericho, I think it was a couple months ago. And uh, at Full Gear, he did sign a full-time contract with All Elite Wrestling. So I'm excited for that because uh, I'm a big Will Ospreay fan. I think he's he's fantastic. And he proved that uh, in his match against Chris Jericho. And um, so I'm a big fan of that. And I think uh, it's a good signing for AEW. I think that their AEW is really hitting their stride by bringing in... Uh, Seasoned veterans and and guys that you know are are kind of young and, and able to uh to uh add a lot to the roster. I think that that's uh, a very important thing. Uh, I think also uh, when the, I when I had heard that it was with Oldsbury, I was excited because I knew it was going to be a good signing. AEW, but I didn't know until you walked on the ramp that it wasn't him. I just I'm excited for it because I think uh, that's a that's a great thing, and uh, I think he's been uh, 
an accomplished wrestler, and I think it only can make AEW better. So that signing uh, was very uh, an exciting one to see, and I think the audience uh, reaction uh, has uh, has proved that. Now I want to uh, I want to talk about uh, obviously audience reactions in wrestling is very important. Uh, if you don't have a good uh, audience reaction in wrestling, uh, the character uh, really, uh, if you're trying to get a positive reaction or a, um, uh, or a hero reaction, as I like to say, for the, for the uh, negative reaction, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. If your character is a, uh, a face or a heel, you have to get the desired reaction. Now, for a guy like MJF, he started out as a heel, uh, and, but the crowds kind of turned him into a face, so, you know, he uh, ended up uh, retaining his title against uh, Jay White uh, at full gear, and uh, they had an excellent match. It was a story that was uh, really building uh, for quite some time, and... Uh, it was uh, a really uh, entertain entertaining match. I thought that both had uh, <coughs> both had an excellent match, and I thought that earlier tonight on the Zero Hour pre-show, which you can watch on YouTube, MJF and Samoa Joe did retain their ROH World Tag Team Championships because, as you know, Adam Cole is currently in storyline. He's out with an injury. Or it might be legitimate, I'm not sure, but in, on TV, he's out with an injury, so Samoa Joe stepped in for him, and uh, he, uh, he earns a future at all the wrestling heavyweight title shot at a later date, and uh, so that was interesting. Uh, so um, uh, MJF was basically pulling double duty, you know. He did the ROH World Title Defense, and then he was doing the... the the AEW World's Heavyweight Championship uh, defense, which uh, the storyline, as you know, uh, was very interesting, uh, simply because um, Jay White had uh, been holding his cha uh, MJF Championship hostage uh, for a lot of months now. He'd, uh, he'd been basically running away with it, you know. So MJF was basically defending the title without the title, if that makes sense. Uh, that it was kind of, but the match is full geared and all came full circle and he got his title back. You know? so that kind of um, that kind of helped that out there. And I, I think uh, that that was uh, it was an interesting storyline. I think uh, the match uh, itself was very good and. Um, but the rest of them, I have to go look on the uh, on the results. So let me let me let me get the, me get the results up here so we can have a go through that. And um, but I thought it was a great uh, from what I what I saw of it. I thought it was a great show, and uh, and uh, so we're going to kind of go through the 
the results here and, and just and go go through it, you know, but uh so on the match card uh at AW Full Gear if you didn't know we had uh this was announced in advance of Saturday show we had the AEW World Championship, MJF versus Jay White. And then we had the International Championship, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. Uh, then we had a AEW Tag Team Championship ladder match, FTR versus La Faction uh, in, Glo in, Globona, uh, in Gubernable versus Kings of the Black Throne versus Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Half of those I've never heard of. It must be uh, new new people. Uh, uh, this is an exciting one. AEW Women's Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Hardcore Shida versus Timeless Tony Storm. Now, I haven't seen a lot of Tony Storm wrestle, but I think she's got an interesting character. I really think uh, Tony Storm is an interesting uh, character. And, uh, so then we had. Uh, Adam Copeland, Darby Allen, and Sting versus Christian Cage, Lazarus, uh, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Now, this was an interesting backstory because uh, Adam Copeland and uh, Edge were, I mean, Adam Copeland and uh, Christian Cage were on opposite sides of the ring for the first time, and I don't think they've ever wrestled each other one on one before, so. That was an interesting uh, dynamic there. We'll see who won that match. Um, but this is uh, uh, the uh, the other, uh, the old school Texas death match with Hangman Adam Page versus Schwerf Strickland. That was also uh, a good storyline type match. And then we had a really great. Uh, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho versus the Young Bucks. That that was a uh, a very an interesting uh, match too. And uh, then we had uh, at the pre-show we had uh, the Ring of Honor uh, World Championship Betty Kingston versus Jay uh, Lethal. And then uh, uh, Claudio Castagnoli versus Buddy Murphy. And then uh, and the World. Ring of Honor Heavy World Tag Team Championship, which I already talked about. Uh, MJF and Samoa Joe versus. Uh, uh, so, that's it. Anyway, so to start out the show, we had a Ring of Honor World Championship match, Eddie Kingston versus Jay Lethal. And the winner of that match was uh, Kingston defeated Jay Lethal the way. Uh, Retain, uh, retain the, retain the title. And uh, Claudio Castagnoli versus, uh, uh, Castagnoli won. And uh, so, um, obviously, the next one, MJF and Samoa Joe defeated. Uh, uh, the guns to retain the titles. And that was an interesting match because that was Billy, Billy Gunn's sons. Uh, they have really become an interesting tag team now. And uh, so Samoa Joe uh, will uh, gain a shot at the MJF World Heavyweight Championship. So 
Uh, and this is this is the main show now uh, that I that I wanted to see. Uh, it was Christian Cage, Nick Wayne, and uh, Lucy Torres versus Darby Owen, Sting, and Adam Copeland. Now this was a a very good storyline match. Uh, so Darby Allen and Sting uh, and uh, Adam Copeland would actually end up winning the match and uh, uh, so it, it was an average match but I'm happy that uh, happy that they got a chance to do it and uh Uh, and so the next one is one of my favorite uh, guys in AEW, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley, and uh, uh, Orange, uh, heck of a guy for this one. Uh, and uh, Cassidy would end up winning uh, with Jay, with John Moxley to retain the title, and uh, it was a good match. Uh, so. And then we have AEW World Championship match. Uh, Kushida versus Timeless Tony Storm. Uh, and then uh, she, she would, uh, would defeat Kushida to win the championship. And um, uh, so The uh, ladder match for the AEW World Champion uh, Tag Team Championship uh, was won by Starks and Big Bill defeated in, uh, LFI, FGR, and House of Black to retain uh, Grade B. Okay. Uh, the commentary uh, team doubled down on the reason for Starks and Big Bill choosing the ladder match stipulation being the height of the ladder like it was a great explanation in the first place. Uh, um, Starks was put over a lot in this match. Then we had a TBS championship match, the great Chris Statlander versus Sky Blue versus Julia Hart. Now, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Chris Statlander and Julia Hart. I think they're fantastic. I haven't seen much of Sky Blue, but I, I heard it was a it was a good match, and uh, and Julia Hart uh, defeated Stat Leonard and Blue to win the championship. So obviously, AEW knows they have something uh, going with Julia Hart now, and they're giving her a chance to to do that. So there basically is two women's uh, women's championships in AEW, which is good because. If nobody has a chance to win the first one, they can have the TBS championship at the second one. Uh, uh, Hank Matt Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. Uh, at a Texas death match. What a, what a, a gruesome match this was. Uh, and, uh, Before that, they, they would just had announced the Will Ospreay it was all elite, so... Uh, but, no, uh, Adam, uh... 
uh, Strickland would end up defeating Adam Page, so that's obviously not over. Um, uh, and the next one, obviously, I was looking forward to that match. Uh, the Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks. Uh, that would be Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega battled the Young Bucks uh, in a match set up after the uh, mounting frustration with their friends partnership with the uh, with uh, Chris Jericho and uh, even though Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega had good ba uh, battles over the years, they they worked well as a team and uh, it was a it was a good match from what I heard and I'm gonna do everything I can to try to see the replay of this of the show, um, that's, that's a very important thing, and the last one, this actually is a match I watched live, um, uh, it's, uh, cause I never, and they got the graphic wrong, actually, it's not, not Adam Cole, uh, versus Jay White, it was, uh, MJF versus Jay White, but it was, changed because they thought Adam Cole was, uh, MJF was injured, but he actually returned and defeated, uh, but actually it was, uh, MJF, uh, went back into the arena, uh, of, like a stone cold Steve Austin and a Vince McMahon uh, fever dream there and hit the ring to defend his title. And uh, so MJF would actually end up winning the match. And it was a heck of a match, a great story. And just allowed, you know, MJF to further cement his. Uh, Further cement his legacy as as uh, a good AEW uh, champion, you know. But a lot of people didn't understand the logic uh, between the MJF and Jay White feud. I thought it was great. I thought it was a good uh, a good uh, television. I, I I think it's it further cements MJF as. Uh, as being quite the champion, I think he's one of the best wrestlers uh, going uh, nowadays, and I, I think that only cements uh, his his uh, his place um, at the top of AEW. Now he's got his title back, and that makes sense. And uh, but I I just think that uh, you know, MMs MJ, I always tune in. Every chance I get to, to see MJF, and I, I don't think you have to worry about overexposing MJF. I think, uh, I think that if he was um, if he double line, uh, dynamite and collision, I think that would boost collision's ratings. Cause a collide, I understand they want collision to be a separate show from uh, dynamite, but I also know that. Uh, I also know that uh, MJF is the is the is the best uh, wrestler they got going. So, and I also know uh, that 
Yeah, he, he is the best wrestler in AEW. I don't think it, like I said, I don't think you can overexpose uh, MJF. I, I think uh, the more you can have him, you know, like Austin back in the day, I don't think Austin was ever overexposed. I just think uh, he was a... Uh, he was a good, uh, good. Uh, he was a good, uh, good heel, yeah, a good wrestler, and I think the fans really enjoyed that. So I also said I don't think you can overexpose MJF. I'd like to see him appear more than that, just on Dynamite. But that's you know that's uh, I'm not I'm not the Booker of AEW, so I can't make that decision. But uh, it would just seem to be logical that you know they got the hottest commodity in AEW right now. You got to get him as much screen time as you possibly can. I don't think uh, MJF has uh, cemented his character so well uh, that I don't think he, you know it uh, would hurt him to appear on both shows. But we'll see what happens. I mean, it was a great show for AEW, and I I think they got a lot of momentum going, and uh, so that that will keep it going. And um, and I I think uh, that that's that's a very uh, very good thing. Um, also, I think that uh, the signing of Will Ospreay it, uh, it creates a match. Uh, it creates many matchup possibilities. I think that uh, um, I just I think that you'll see a lot of lot of great uh, different possibilities that you might not have seen before. I think. Um, um, it's, it just, uh, it creates a very intriguing, uh, set of, uh, set of things, uh, coming, coming up now, but, uh, we'll see where it goes, I'm excited, uh, I'm excited more for AEW, uh, than I am for WWE, and, uh, obviously I have not been, uh, keeping up with WWE as much as I, as much as I should. Uh, outside of uh, the War Games match with Cody Rhodes, there's not much of Survivor Series that I'm excited to see. I, I understand there might be some surprises, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not excited to see uh, Survivor Series. So I'm sorry to say that, but they, they kind of lost me. Uh, WWE kind of lost me. I can't explain why, but they, they kind of did. Uh, it was... One of those things when AEW came along, they came along at the right time, and they were quite frankly the better product than WWE. So uh, I think you should, I think you saw that in in, in the signing of Will Ospreay. I think WWE was interested in signing him, but obviously Will Ospreay saw the the value of signing with all all elite wrestling, and I think that's that's why he saw that. I think you know at one time. Everybody's dream was to go to World Wrestling Entertainment, but I'm not sure um, if that's the goal right now. I don't. I don't know. Um, you know, WWE looks strong. Uh, you know, uh, there's always going to be WWE fans. I'm just not sure that it's 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 uh, AEW is a wrestling product and it's storyline product with a a good storyline. Uh, Build up and the, the matches always culminate in the story. The storylines always culminate in matches, and that's what's interesting about WWE. The storylines just uh, they continue to go on and on. And, uh, the, 
doesn't seem like they have uh, too much of a beginning or end, and uh, so we'll see what happens. And I'm happy for Cody Rhodes that he gets to uh, compete in Survivor Series. I think that's uh, a really neat thing, and I'm happy for that because his father, Dusty Rhodes, was. Uh, he created war games back in the back in 1987 at the Grand American Bash, and uh, if you have uh, not seen any old war games matches before the 25th, I assume you go on WWE Network or on Peacock and have a look at those old war game matches. They have a, a a playlist of all the old war games matches, so you don't have to go back in the archives to look at them. Uh, but it's, it gives you a good idea of what war games is like. I consider War Games one of the greatest matches in, in wrestling history that was not created. I, I'm going to tell you again, it was not created. I'll tell you that again, it was not created by Vince McMahon. So, McMahon, as much as he likes to take credit for everything, cannot take credit for, for uh, uh, the invention of War Games. And it, or quite frankly, bringing it back at Survivor Series, it trumps... Uh, the old uh, concept of Survivor Series, you know, so they they kind of re uh, kind of recompetitorize uh, the the concept of Survivor Series and gives it new life, and that's that's important uh, because you know this. Well, <clears throat> not to say the traditional Survivor Series elimination matches were getting boring because they weren't, but you know. Having a thing like Survivor Series uh, and War Games come back, it's a, you know they did that next for a while, and the audience really seemed to like it. So there's there's a, there's a call for that uh, you know a response to that type of match, and I think if you go back and look at old NWA uh, Fall Brawl, uh, WCW Fall Brawl, NWA Great American Great American Bash things, you can see. Uh, in the old bunkhouse stamp stampede matches, you can see the evolution of of war games and why it was so uh, beloved and fans really enjoyed it. You know, I want to also want to talk about the attendance of AEW and, and WWE. You know, I want to say that uh, yeah, then they're only doing about you know from what I understand about five thousand for Dynamite, less for for Collision. But every show I've watched. The crowd's been into it, man. They they love the product of AEW. I'd rather have five thousand people into the wrestling and what's going on in the ring compared to fifteen thousand people sitting on their their hands or asses being bored because uh, they don't like what's going on in the ring. So you have four or five thousand people, uh, you know, interest in the product. That's that's better. To me, that's that's more uh, gratifying. You have four or five thousand people into what's going on in the ring. That's more gratifying than drawing fifteen thousand people. And it sounds like crickets in the building because people are bored with the product, you know. So with AEW, all fans seem to be interested in what's going on with the product. Uh, it's, they're into it. I've seen live video of of, of fans' responses. Uh, so there's no there's no question fans are into the AEW product. Now, I've seen live videos of the WWE product and, you know, the, the fan response outside of LA Knight is fine. It's, it's, it's a WWE fan response. I'm not, uh, 
I'm not gonna lie, WWE, uh, they're in a, they're in a they're in an interesting spot now since the uh, Endeavor and TK took over. I feel that uh, as much as the investment man claims not to be involved with WWE, you can still feel that uh, the the McMahon foot uh, the McMahon footprint is still there, and that's that's not necessarily a bad thing because we're talking about a company that's McMahon's legacy so you know I don't think there will ever come a time where McMahon's ideas are not utilized by who's ever running the company because that's that's just what it is um, but I also think that it's very the very good they're bringing back the uh, war games is a concept that, that I think that was a missed opportunity they should have done that years ago I think uh, that's an interesting concept and for those who don't know uh, the concept of war games it's a uh, a team of uh, five and uh, five on five, and you get a five minute rest period to start out with, and there's, there's five period, and each team uh, has uh, gets another member of their team uh, every every two minutes, and you one team gets the advantage over the other, and then when all ten men are in the ring, that's when the the Survivor Series starts. Basically, uh, I mean the World Games match starts. Basically, it's just a uh, uh, a lot of chaos going on at that time, and and it's it's just a match that you have that a person has to see to to really believe in. AEW uh, has done a tribute to it uh, in their own way. Uh, it's just a match that that's timeless. Uh, uh, that that is very exciting uh, to see, and I'm I'm excited uh, that this. That is that is being uh, brought back uh, in at Survivor Series, and uh, it's at the Allstate Arena in Chicago. Unfortunately, uh, I won't be able to attend, but I'll try to be watching it for sure, and I'll give you an update on on my thoughts on on this channel here, uh, on this podcast for wrestling classics, because I can assure you uh, that. Uh, the War Games match will live will live up to its name. Uh, it will live up to this uh, podcast name, Pro Wrestling Classics, because you know every War Games match has always been a classic, so um, in a positive way. So I think the only thing, uh, the only uh, good things that can come out of that, and uh, I just I'm excited for it. I think it's it's good to read. It's good to reinvent the uh, Survivor Series concept. Uh, I think that the War Games is a good way to do it, and uh, it's just a good way to reinvent the concept because every event needs a, a reinventing every once in a while, and that's that's what uh, War Games does for Survivor Series. It's gonna keep it going for years to come because it's always uh, it's always very intriguing, you know. Uh, this, so this year, uh, it's. Cody Rhodes team versus uh, the Judgment Day's team, and uh, it's going to be an interesting Survivor Series, man. It really is, and I'm, 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 you know, that particular, particularly that one match, I'm looking forward to, but the rest of that ma- the rest of the matches, I'm, I don't know uh, too much about. So, uh, I just wanted to bring that up. I'm, I'm very excited uh, for, for that. Uh, for particularly that one, that one match, I should say, I'm I'm very excited for. Um, and um, 
But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things going on in wrestling now, but Survivor Series and Full Gear, obviously. Now we got AEW Dynamite coming up uh, on Wednesday, so we'll see where the storylines go uh, from there. I know it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite a good one, uh, but we'll see uh, we'll see where that goes. I know uh, I know uh, it's very exciting, um, but I I can't predict what. Where the storyline is going to go, I think uh, we're going to see uh, a lot of good things uh, uh, outside of Fugi. I think we're, we're, it's going to be very interesting. Um, so, I guess that's an interesting thing. I think, uh, yeah, it's just going to be very interesting. Uh, but I, I don't know. But I, it's uh, right now, everybody, I'm... Just focus on seeing who's going to win at Survivor Series and World Games, and we'll go from there. And uh, and uh, basically, the, the the what I did uh, recently to build up for this particular uh, War Games, I went back and I watched some of the old War Games, uh, you know, and they, they had, it was, uh, the, the, early, the early War Games were brutal. Brutal matches, man. It was, uh, just, it was, uh, very competitive. Um, you know, you had Hogan and, uh, NWO. Uh, you had, it was, uh, it was brutal. Uh, but this year's, it's going to be very exciting for, for a lot of reasons. So, we'll see what happens in the, in the near future for that, um. But now, when I come back from the break, we'll do this this year and this uh, day in wrestling history. So we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Uh, before we get to this uh, day in wrestling history, I wanna I wanna say again that uh, the email to get to the this this uh, to send your feedback to the show here is pro wrestling classics podcast at gmail.com. That's Pro Wrestling Classics Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Pro Wrestling Classics Podcast uh, at gmail.com. And uh, the reason I say that is because I'd love to hear from you and your feedback on this show. And you can send your feedback to that email address and I'll be able to read it. And if you have any uh, ideas for what you'd like to see on the show and and that kind of thing. I'd love to hear from you. So, again, that's Pro Wrestling Classics Podcast at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon. So, on this day in wrestling history, in uh, November 20th, uh, 1990, we have, uh, appropriately, the NWA Class of the Champions Thanksgiving Thunder, Thunder took place in uh, Jacksonville, Florida where Rick and Scott Steiner retained the NWA United States Tag Team Championships in less than two minutes against the Magnum, uh, against the team of Magnum uh, Force and Magnum Force Two in the main event, Rick Flair pinned Butch Reed after an interference from Theodore Long Ron, uh, and Ron Simmons helping Butch Reed and Arn Anderson on the side of Flair. And on this day in 1993, WCW Battle Bowl was held in Pensacola, Florida. A lottery-type concept paired with paired up random wrestlers at random times uh, 
for various tag team matches with the winning team from each uh, advancing to an over-the-top rope battle royal and the winner of the uh, battle royal being declared the winner of the battle board. Now, I have not actually watched that match, but uh, and also elsewhere in Battle Bowl, I won't go through the card on that, but in 94, uh, in Tokyo, Japan, Bill, Na Bill uh, Nakano defeated Alana Brace to win the WWF Women's Championship. Uh, Bill Nakano defeated Alana Brace to win the WWF Women's Championship, uh, which was f famously thrown in the garbage by Alana Brace in WCW. In 95, but that's, uh, you know, and McMahon wasn't too happy about that, but who cares? Uh, it's, uh, 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 this day in 2000, the action-packed WWF Monday Night Raw was held in Orlando, Florida. On the card, the Rocket Chris Jericho teamed up and defeated, beat the pair of Akushi and Candy Undertaker, beat the Edge and Christian. In a two-on-one handicap match in less than three minutes. And in the main event, Stone Cold Steve also hit the stunner and got the win over, uh, we won't talk about that. Uh, in a way, uh, at an NWA weekly pay-per-view, uh, Jeff Jarrett defeated Ryan Killings to win his first NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. And uh, on this day in 2010, uh, in the main event of uh, Jersey All-Pro Wrestling's November to remember, uh, Bowie Lee won in a four-way disqualification against Arizona and Dan Moff and Nick Cage has become the new JAPW heavyweight champion. And uh, on this day in 2011, the Survivor Series was held in Madison Square Garden. The main event was John Cena. I remember this because I watched it live. And the Rock team up and beat... Uh, Austin Truth the Miz and R Truth the Rock's first WWE match since WrestleMania 20 in 2004. That's how long it had been, you know. Uh, but prior to the match, however, CM Punk submitted Alberto Dario to win the WWE Championship and would hold the title for 434 days, probably because he refused to give it up. But I, I, I digress there, so. Uh, 2016 in Toronto, Canada, WWE presented Survivor Series. The main event uh, was Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, the, ma the match started with Lesnar picking up Goldberg and forcing, forcing him into the corner before Goldberg showed him backwards in the match. When Lesnar got up, Goldberg hit a spear and got to his feet, and Goldberg hit the spear and followed by the, the match. My time was 86 seconds. This was Goldberg's first matches. WrestleMania 20 in 2004, yes. And Goldberg would actually go on and have a good run, but... Uh, on this day in 2017, on Monday Night Raw in Houston, Roman Reigns won his first Intercontinental Championship by defeating the Miz. And, uh, so... And there doesn't seem like there was any notable birthdays uh, for this, uh, for this time either, so... Uh, that was uh, this day in wrestling history on November 20th, so I was going to... Uh, and so... And apparently there is... 
I don't know if this is true. There is a... There is a repeat of the documentary covering the downfall of WCW in the works by a company owned by one of the biggest WWE superstars. The death of WCW has been covered endlessly in the books, documentaries, and elsewhere, but there is a new product that has been announced that will take a deep dive into the foreign wrestling promotion. Why? Oh, man. The, 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 no, Dwayne, don't do that. It's, uh, it's uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, and uh, obviously, you know that. Obviously, you know that's going to be the uh, biased documentary against uh, WCW. I think that I won't watch that because it won't be. It won't be. That won't be fair. So, uh, but this is uh, this is what it is. So. Uh, Uh, and there's also uh, uh, there's also uh, rumors that Ronda Rousey was leaving WWE to join AEW. That rumor is not true. Uh, she's not. She's still with uh, WWE. And, uh, it, it might, it might also be true, uh, that, uh, Roman Reigns will be taking some time off because he's not been advertised for another, uh, live event. And, uh, it's also been said that uh, NWA hit the headlines after when a proposed TV deal was apparently pulled after the company featured uh, something uh, very uh, upsetting. They didn't like the, but it wasn't actually a TV deal. That was uh, that was not a TV deal. Uh, PWI reported they reached out to Billy Corgan about the rumors during the rounds NWA. That said, the NWA owner on the financial of this promotion. Wow, Billy Corkin is, is, the financial health is fine. He says he's a 100% owner. So I answered to no one except for myself. For those who have noticed, there has been an incredible, successful period of my musical life, including a summer tour in 2023 and the books uh 2024 and festivals uh, uh summer running with green day so if i needed additional funding i don't currently but i can get it easily because i also own all my own songs as well as my recorder works and they called masters in 2001 and which yeah, but yeah, Billy, what you have to understand, owning a wrestling company is a lot different than, you know, you know. So, Billy, he's learning on the fly. 
you know, I, I really, you know, an interesting, interesting thing. And, um, So that's I've always been a very uh, vocal fan of the NWA just because of studio wrestling. And I'm, I hope that Billy, you know, knows what he's doing and can keep the company healthy, you know. He, he, he might have a lot of, uh, he, he might have a lot of other, uh, outside, uh, you know. So when you have, when you're a musician, you have to concentrate on music or wrestling, because it takes a lot to either point somebody else to run the wrestling company and, you know, just focus on on music or run the wrestling company and put the music on the shelf. But we all know that Billy Corgan became a, a famous musician before he became a wrestling promoter. So I was surprised, honestly, when he took the launch into, into reviving the NWA, uh, simply because, you know, uh, but I, I don't know about, you know, if he says the, 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 if he says the company is financially healthy, then it's financially healthy. You gotta take his word for it. You know, it's, it's very, uh, it's very time consuming to, to run a wrestling company. And, you know, obviously if he's got a lot of irons in what he's doing, uh, then, then that, that's, also one of those things, uh, but, and we'll, we'll go through more news here, and, uh, again, none of this has been confirmed, it's just rumors. And I said this before on the podcast. I said this one particularly before. They need to get Dragon Lee involved with. Uh, they need to get Dragon Lee involved with. Uh, uh, Ray Mysterio. I, it's just it's inevitable. Dragon Lee is, is one of the most talented uh, luchadors in the future of wrestling, and it makes sense that. Uh, Uh, the Dragon Lee will, will, you know, eventually maybe wrestle uh, Rey Mysterio uh, in a retire. I don't know, but, you know, it depends on how long Rey Mysterio wants to wrestle for. But I definitely think the Dragon Lee needs to be involved with uh, with what's going on there. Because he's, uh, Dragon Lee is just uh, one of the... I don't know, he's the guy that makes sense, you know, for the future of, of, of the wrestling business. And, I, you know, it's everything, uh, you know, WWE is, uh, you know, got some good stars. And I, I think it's 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 very important. And, uh, but I think that's, that's, that's a good thing. I'm glad to hear that because I said, I said that on this podcast, too. I think that that's uh, very important. Uh, to to do that, so um, 
And my opinion on Roman Reigns working a uh, limited schedule is simply this. You know, Roman Reigns has been a great WWE champion. He, you know, he, he's been, he's held the title for longer than anybody. You know, he, he's really had a good, uh, has a, You know, he has a, a, a good, uh, has had a good run with a championship and, uh, uh, so I, I, as far as him working a full-time schedule, I, I think that he's allowed to take the time off and heal his body only as he wants to, you know, he's, he's very, uh, he's very conscious, uh, about 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 uh, what about his body and I think it's just taking good care of it. I think that's what he's concerned about. You know, uh, he's had some health issues before, and I I think it only gives us uh, his best performances. I think it's good to have him take a time off, maybe not do so many live events. You know, just keep him on SmackDown and and. See where that goes, you know. But uh, uh, but you know everything. I uh, everything in the wrestling business is it goes full circle. You know, it's it's up and down for a lot of years, and and you know, I, I think we're seeing in AEW. I think that they they're in they're in uh, the spot. Um, they're in a better spot, quite frankly, now. Uh, than WCW was in 2007 uh, because they're they're utilizing younger stars uh, than WCW was in 97 and uh, you know so I, I like Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho but the difference is that Chris Jericho can still wrestle in the ring so they're not they're not uh, building storylines around the the older wrestlers they're really they're really trying to catapult the younger wrestlers up there in the storylines, which I like. I think that's that's a, a fantastic thing to do, and uh, I'm happy for that. Uh, uh, I think... Uh, um, yeah, I think it's just going to be really interesting to see where the, where the, where the time, how it goes, and... Uh, and uh, so I'm going to read one more. Uh, and MJ, uh, MJF uh, had a, a very busy night at Full Gear because he wrestled twice. And then, uh, but he uh, has set a AEW record for the one title reign in 365 days. And he wrestled for 30 minutes. So... This uh, this guy is really a classic. Um, uh, MB is just great. He's really he's really something, you know. And uh, and uh, I'm just uh, excited that he's doing as well as he is, you know. So. Um, and. 
but it's interesting because uh, you know a lot of these younger wrestlers they're, they're getting to learn what it's like to wrestle on national TV and then that's a that's an interesting thing because you know a lot of these guys they they grew up in the independent wrestling and when you get to sign with AEW and the FIA financial backing like AEW does with TNT and TBS that's uh, appealing and uh, uh, that's appealing, you know, and, uh, so, I, uh, I think that's really appealing, you know, uh, so I, I think, uh, MJF will be, uh, well, he'll be the champion for a while, and uh, so I'm happy for that. I think uh, the wrestling business is it's in fine it's in fine shape, you know. So I'm really I'm really happy for that. I, it's in. The wrestling business is in the best shape now it's been in uh, for a lot of years. And uh, that's thankful to the, that's, uh, that's thankful to the competition of AEW and how, how successful it's been. I think uh, that's, that's, that's the most successful thing. Uh, so... I'll be right back. Not only that, the, you have to have, um, you have to have a good storyline and stuff like that. And I, I just feel that that uh, that, that kind of thing, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I think, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we're at the point in, in wrestling where we sort of had to reset routine AEW do a lot of a lot of influx of younger younger wrestlers and that's that's exciting because uh, it's just exciting to see. And uh that's 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 very exciting, I think. Uh, so uh, where I can't predict where uh, MJF will uh defend his title next and what they're going to do with the storyline. I, I can't predict that. I, I don't know uh, for sure. I know that I'm excited to see where it goes and I think uh, a lot of people are and I think he'll be he'll be the champion uh, for quite some time. Um, and uh, I'm excited to, I'm excited for a lot of things and uh, uh, yeah, I, I Earlier this week, I was on WWE uh, Network on Peacock, and I was going back and looking at some of the old NWA shows, the World Championship Wrestling shows, and just seeing, uh, reminding myself what wrestling used to be like and what it's like now. Uh, and it's, it's, it's gone full circle because, you know, with the NWA coming back and doing studio shows and, and stuff like that, it's not easy to have a wrestling company that travels every week, you know. 
and uh, with AEW, um, there's there's money in it because you you travel so much, and, and Tony Khan's a smart smart guy as far as uh, the rest. Uh, the wrestling goes, but when we when we come back, I'm going to wrap this thing up, and we'll talk about what's coming up next week on the podcast here, on the Pro Wrestling Classics podcast, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Pro Wrestling Classics podcast, and coming up next week on the show, we're going to talk about uh, Survivor Series 2023, and I'll give you my updates on uh, Survivor Series and uh, what's going on with that. And I'll also uh, give you more updates on other wrestling uh, news. And I hope you enjoyed this edition of the podcast. Please uh, send your feedback to ProWrestlingClassicsPodcast at gmail.com and tell me what you think of this podcast. edition of the show, and uh, tell me what you'd like to see uh, on, on a cur- uh, coming, uh, current, uh, more uh, coming up uh, on uh, later shows, and tell me what you'd like to see, and we'll, tr- <coughs> we'll try to feature it for you on, on your upcoming shows. So well, that's it for this edition of the Pro Wrestling Classics Podcast. Thank you again for listening and have a great Thanksgiving. And we'll see you again next time on the Pro Wrestling Classics Podcast. And uh, once again, email Pro Wrestling Classics Podcast at gmail.com for feedback on what you'd like to see on the next edition of the Pro Wrestling Classics Podcast. Thanks. Bye bye. Every little bit helps. Thanks. Bye bye.